0: This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy. It is the Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Comfy. Yo, all right. Keeping it going here tonight, Mm -hmm. Dynasty Podcast. Like I said, broadcasting from the new uh, home studio HQ, the Work Live Flat in Pilsen keeping it going here with Joe Fred
1: how are you doing man I'm doing great I feel great I feel blessed I got an attitude of gratitude how you feeling
0: dude I'm good I'm good feeling no pain thank you for being here as well Uh, I always appreciate when anyone comes up and it's also I'm always appreciative to whoever goes second (laughs) because like I'm always like I hope that this interview is entertaining for them you know because the other person is always always. just sitting off mic
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. I think um listening to artists talk is um one of my favorite things just because I get to understand their process and how they've pictured their career because everybody, you know, everybody's different, but right. um it gives me um a different outlook as to how people see, especially Chicago. Um you know, Applebee's one of um I want to say uh one of my more favorite artists out of Chicago just because, you know, there's, there's a lot of certain sounds in Chicago that do sound a bit similar and monotonous, but uh, you know, especially seeing you know artists who show artistry and creativity in a different light, and then seeing the other back end of it where they talk about certain things and how they move is just very interesting. So, well,
0: and what, uh, what I saw, like when as you know, as I was looking around the room, it's like I saw you nodding your head a couple times as he was yeah, explaining cause things because he I'm,
1: says things that I just relate to. That's no, the, I love know? that. Yeah, I,
0: I love seeing that. Like artists are like, I get that. Yeah. I've been there. So uh-huh. definitely but yeah, definitely. Man, thank you for yeah. coming up., no, thank you for having me for real. another first timer, so mm-hmm. same thing, let's start at the beginning. Like how did music come into
1: your life? How did this start you know, where you became an artist? It's the complete opposite Whereas, you talked about it, it's been in my whole life sure um I've, both of my parents um they don't really play instruments, but my mother usually had a lot of vinyl records from like Motown to Uh, you know ABBA and stuff like that a lot of like random disco stuff and my dad would listen to like CCR and like Mm -hmm. you know Johnny Cash and stuff so I was always listening to music Um, but coming into music was more of like my own personal interest of like you know going up in like you know areas where I'm from is like there's a lot of rap, you know, so mm-hmm. um you go to lunch, kids are rapping. You go to the bus stop, kids are rapping. So I would just fell in love with hip hop and then, you know, I'm an internet generation kid. I'll be on sure. YouTube. I'll be in the weird parts of YouTube too and stuff, but like, you know. And, then and there's like, some weird parts of YouTube. There's some weird... Oh, man, tell me about it. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I was one of my... Uh, I was a huge Lupe Fiasco fan mm-hmm. and he said... Why he really got into hip hop was because of Illmatic, and I was like, "Oh man, let me check this out. This this ain't Lil Wayne or this ain't whatever." Because you know I'm, I'm growing right. up on that, which I also love. But I delved into it. I went into YouTube, and then you know one of the my favorite tracks of that experience was I came across you know him dissing Jay Z, and then I came across Dead Presidents, and then I was like, "Let me let me write." So I'd be in the shower writing. I was rap battling kids on the playground in like sixth grade, seventh grade, um, and then you know. Uh, because I'm an internet generation kid, we figure things out on our own. So then I bought a little guitar hero mic and acoustic mix crap, cracked it for free, you know oh what I'm saying? I finessed it. And then uh, I started recording myself. And then I was like, oh, there are ways to record. So I hung it in my closet on like a coat hanger. And then like I'd run to the computer, run into the booth, and then start recording. And so it's like this whole process of becoming infatuated with the fact that I can create my own music and express my emotions through, you know, this huge love that I have for hip hop. Um, I mean, of course, I love all genres of music, but just the act of, you know, the it, it's so homegrown, you know what I'm saying? Right. People are doing it in, in their houses, literally, yeah. you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Just simplest simplest amenities, and um, that's kind of how I got into it, and then I was so blessed to, to um, you know, I went to Bolingbroke High School, South Suburbs, and I was so blessed to be able to come across the most unique individuals who have the same interest, and their musicians too. Now I'm in 10 years later, I'm still working with them. We're in the same group now, you know what I'm saying? I have a show on the 10th with a drummer that I met when I was like 13. It's kind of crazy, you know what I'm saying? There's so many people who came out of that high school, so I was just so blessed to work, or to to be in an area where there are people who were making music, and it kind of, you know, just emulsified me more into wanting to become an artist. Yeah. And, you know, see, like like I said, like watching Applebee talk about music, these are conversations we had every every day, every yeah. night, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it just, it just, it, it's... It's in my blood now. You know what I'm saying. So, that kind of is how it's been since eleven.
0: Wow. 10, you know what I'm saying. So well, and I love this idea of you buying like a Guitar Hero mic <laughs> and hanging yeah. it in the closet, man. Like, yeah. if you want it bad enough, you make it happen. Exactly.
1: Like, yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, I wasn't. I mean, I used to box and play basketball and stuff, but I wasn't. I wasn't in high school. I didn't do none of that. If, if I wasn't. If I wasn't like. Trying to make some money or whatever in whatever way I was doing it, you know. What I'm saying? Right. Like, uh, I had a spare time. It's like, okay, let me write about what happened today, and then hear a hot beat on the radio. Let me YouTube the instrumental for it, <laughs> and then write to that. You know, that's the thing. Is like, I love music, especially in Chicago, because you know these kids got so much free time. You know, they cut in schools and stuff like that. But because yeah. of that, because I didn't, I wasn't into these other things. Music allowed me to, you know, get into it like that. So just a lot of sp- free time.
0: Well, and it's you know, it like I feel so cliche saying this, but it's like it makes such a difference when students and and young mm-hmm. artists and and aspiring creatives, yeah, when they find an outlet early on versus letting anything find them. Yeah, you know, definitely, so definitely. yeah, that's that's valuable, and it's it's uh, fortunate that you
1: fell into that space. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a silver lining because you know. Um it just depends on the person, I think. Right. Um, just because like I'm so glad like I have a great support system with my friends and my family who keep me away from certain things, you know. Um growing up regardless, you're still gonna fall into certain situations. But um because I fell into it so early, uh, I underst- like I was able to prioritize as a human being. If sure, that makes sure, sense. Sure, I was sure. like, yeah. you know what, like that's cool, but I've always been into this This is the thing yeah, You're doing That's the thing So I've, I've always known Not always known myself But I always knew What I liked So that's kind of What it taught me
0: As a well, musician And that's really yeah. valuable Like yeah. for a lot of people They don't know Where they're going Or they mm-hmm. don't really have A concept of where They could be Yeah yeah And yeah, if definitely. you have that Yeah absolutely yeah. So Yeah That's very obvious And I don't want to mm-hmm. be like Follow your consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah no it's no, like, no. I love, I love appreciate that Judy man Cricket yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the big thing that uh has been on deck for you as mm-hmm. of late is you dropped this project Tulpa yeah. uh late in the summer of 2017. Uh-huh. Uh how have things been for you since that was released? It's
1: just been a lot of opportunities just because I think for me Tulpa is like s- uh, such a such a great first project because you know, I didn't want to make anything too serious. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I talk about serious things just cuz you know it's my music, but It was, in a sense, to Chicago because when I dropped it, I released it through private stock. Mm -hmm. Um, Beforehand, I was not really known in Chicago, but it was like a cool dap, like, hey, nice to meet you type of project to me. So it opened a lot of doors. Where you know, um, I've been able to perform in places that I used to just go to watch shows type stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it it, it did that, you know. Um, I was able to meet... Uh, not necessarily like other rappers or producers of course I have but it's like actual musicians they were like oh man the production on your project is kind of crazy it's like oh yeah man." I have like you know I, I was bringing in producers from overseas for that project so it's like you know the instrumentation so like I'm not, you know I, I was able to work with actual session players and stuff like that being able to give a fuller sound to my for the music I'm working on now so that's really one of my favorite things that came out of it is the fact that it gave me more resources to make better music
0: Well um, and, and there's a lot I, wanted, I want to Break down in, in everything you just mm-hmm. said So uh, let's start with the producers Because the production did stand out to me It sounds very professional yeah. It sounds very fully realized yeah, It's not yeah. like you're, you're not pulling instrumental you know, mm-hmm. Beats from YouTube anymore Yeah um, Talk about like really investing in the production of the album And like
1: how that made a difference Yeah uh, the thing is like Um I'm part of a group called Chins of Fly, and mm-hmm. there's two producers in it. I've been around producers like my whole life. So I understand um, production as it is, you know, um, but the mm-hmm. thing about Tulpa was, like I said, I'm an internet generation kid, and I just am always scouring up and coming producers on SoundCloud because I just want to hear what other people are making around the world. um so. With that, it was just kind of like, I was just finding rare gems, honestly. Like Melty Cannon, uh, I watch anime, so I was like watching anime, and I was like, um, there was like this anime Japanese SoundCloud page with just produces, because I was like really into oh soul, selection and like, you know, right, right, right. Um, alternative just production sounds and stuff, so I came across him, and... You know, it just kind of led one thing to another, because like, let's see what he's listening to. So I went through his likes, and then like, I found another producer, and it's like, it just kind of like- It's a know, rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole, but man, the internet just brings people together. And if you're on the same wavelength and on the same vibe, and you understand, um, you know, each other's energy, that's so like, cliche to say, but like- No, it, it's in, music, in In music, there's like, just like this unspoken, like- emotion or bond between people that you can understand. So I was just catching it from producers across, you know, like in, in, on the other side of the planet. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's really unorthodox how I came across it. Um, but I'm just really glad to have reached out to these people and the fact that they were like, oh, we vibe with you too. So, I, they, you know, the, the fact that they were willing to work and really get down to like building from scratch, you know what I'm saying? So I was really happy about that.
0: I, I mean, I think it's remarkable. And, and I think you nailed it that like the internet... It breaks down so many barriers. Like, look, there's a lot to be said about discourse on the internet and a lot of levels. But (laughs) at its best, Uh when it's doing its best version of the internet in general, it can bring people together from different... Like, okay, I look at the analytics for my podcast, of course. Mm -hmm. The second largest market for this podcast is Japan. And there are some days, depending on, like, what day it is or whatever, Mm there are some days there are our largest market for this podcast. This podcast is, and I'm not making this up. This you know, this podcast is about like emerging Chicago talent. I don't know anyone in Japan. I don't yeah. speak Japanese. Shout out to whoever's listening to this in Japan. I would love if someone would message me or tweet me and let me know how you guys found this. Yeah. But it's that's crazy, crazy to know no, that, that's like insane. this conversation that I produce every week. Can travel over there Mm -hmm. and not just as like a one time thing because I see this like repeatedly landing there. So I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm just I love that. The thing about it is like like, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same
1: situation though because if you think about it, okay, I, okay, I found the producers because I was watching this anime, whatever, blah blah blah, this show. But because of this common interest, I went a little bit further and dug a little deeper. The thing about Japan is they love hip-hop like yes. they love hip-hop yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you remember kanye was working with Nigo a lot back in the day so it was lupe for bape uh and teriyaki boys and they had the i used do you know what i'm talking about it's like they had the i still love her video mm-hmm. stuff like yeah, that they yeah, were yeah. and pharrell you know what i'm saying and to japan one of the biggest hip-hop cities is chicago so i could see how that could like correlate with are like let's see what the what the sure, chicago scene yeah. is looking like <laughs> just from delving from a interest in Kanye Lupe you know what I'm saying well and, um, and you know Kanye, Lupe Common you know
0: obviously Chance and, and everybody yeah, now it's exactly. like they really have put Chicago on the map in a national level over the last really this millennium in a national you know? level yeah, yeah it's, absolutely it's crazy so alright so that's incredible that you were able to make those connections to kind of like Bridge these gaps between you know all over the world uh, and you mentioned private stock talk about your connection and your relationship with private stock we've had them on this podcast before we've had some of their artists on the podcast and private stocks obviously doing really interesting quality ambitious work in Chicago yeah, yeah, so yeah. talk about your connection with them and how that happened
1: uh, it's really weird how it happened not not really but uh, essentially you know uh, my brother Rob who was producing Sins of Flies like um, just shaking hands, talking to people, and he met um, John Quavo, who does like uh, PR for private stock. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "We have a studio in Chicago. If you want to come, so we're always randomly going to studios in Chicago, just meeting people, seeing who wants to work, and where it could lead us." We go there. There's Icon. There's L. A. Van Gogh. Sure. Um, and it's just like a, and then you know, two people from Bolinbrook, the producers, uh, innovators who are doing a lot of stuff with like currency and two chains and stuff we there too, so was, we was hit them. It was like, yo, come slide. We, there's a studio we working at, and you know we made like four beasts that night, and they were all dope. And we were just like smoking, and it just felt like I knew them for a long time. Right. So then you know eventually the more I'm there, <coughs> like I would just come around more and more and more and more, because um, you know it was just a spot to be. Because Rico, who was another member of Transatlantic, of there's four of us um, started engineering there. So he was like, okay, when everything, when all the sessions are done, come through and record. Right. And then eventually, you know, of course, people are gonna walk in and be like, oh, this is you? And I, they were like, I was like, hey, I'm here enough. Y'all like my music, let's just talk about like, yeah, I like y'all, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's, talk, let's, let's talk about how we could work together and build something a little bit bigger and greater than, you know, what's really going on in, in, in Chicago, at least, is like the, 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 the idea that they, that they sold to me is we have the same vision mm-hmm. of always trying to do something bigger. Yeah. That's
0: the impression I got from them when I yeah. did my chat with them a few months back. And again, Definitely. like it was it was really cool to connect with them and mm. we've had, you know, we've had icon on, we've had Ali Van Gogh on, like um, so I, I've talked to like the team directly from Private Stock and the artists who were working with them. Mm. And the kind of common thorough line is that everybody's very ambitious and everyone wants to do the work and everyone wants to kind of take it to the next level and do something different and unique and yeah. really special
1: with it. I don't know how to How do I put this uh, I feel like it's like Some Professor Xavier stuff Where he's just sure. like Man y'all are so different Let's just put them in a school And try to like Save the world type <laughs> of thing talking my language uh, here man I know exactly
0: what you mean The school for gifted exactly. musicians
1: Yeah Um <laughs> I'm 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 Wolverine, but anyway. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, got, you got the facial. Hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, that 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 was the common factor. Was like you know, other than the fact that like you know, I've traveled with these it was like right mm-hmm. like a month after I met them, we went to New York together. Um, just like y'all going to New York? Let's let's just go together. Whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's kick it in New York. You know, and then just from that trip, I was like, bro, like I just feel like I'm kicking it with my homies, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean like it doesn't feel like oh, this is a music agency or this is produced it's like
0: well it's gotta make it so much easier to work yeah. when when you there's that comfort level and mm-hmm. it just feels like you guys organically connect. Yeah, and you know, being Chicago
1: artists is like honestly, the moment I knew, I was like, I'm gonna like this. Is we was in New York, mm-hmm. um, LA Van Gogh was recording that uh uh, it was the Friends EP that he put out, mm-hmm. and it had is- Ishmael Raps and Femdot, and uh, we were in the, in their Airbnb, they rented some like equipment from Guitar Center, or no, they bought it, and they were like, we're just going to return it the next day with the receipt. I was like, dying. I was like, that's in a there. finesse plug. <laughs> but the thing was, so we're recording in this Airbnb, and there's like 15 of us in this bedroom. LA is recording, Ishmael Raps is writing his verse, I sitting on the bed. Flex Lennon who was on Sabah's project is like passed out on the floor because he was sober the whole time and he's looking for weed whatever it might be and we're just sitting there in a group test, roasting each other (laughs) just roasting in a group test. and I kind of had like this really tight clothing and I was like boy that looked like a bodysuit and like just the fact that we could go back (laughs) together like that you know outside of music I was like I gotta work with these guys more I gotta like kick it with them I gotta stick with them because like not only do we have the same vision they're dope and they understand how we are as people, you know what I'm saying? Well, so, and
0: something that stands out in that story too is that, like, you guys are renting an Airbnb to record in, you are, I guess, let's call it borrowing equipment from the <laughs> guitar center. Yeah, yeah. But it comes back to that ingenuity that you were talking about back when you were, like, putting a Guitar Hero microphone exactly, in the Exactly. You're just making it. Happen No matter yeah. what And you know I, I teach over at Columbia College And I talk to students About this a lot I'm like look There are going to be people With more money than you mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean You can't create It means you get More creative with that Exactly story. Before I had All this equipment You see here on this table I have a handheld recorder It's an Olympus recorder Great I've seen
1: i seen your old stuff From 2014 I'm Yeah, not gonna lie. yeah.
0: I used to like Literally like I would sit on a bed If I had to record A short piece Where it's just me mm-hmm. Sit on a bed Under a blanket And it sounded like I was in a studio yeah. And I felt like a stupid idiot Sitting under a blanket <laughs> With a recorder yeah. But it didn't but it matter worked. how I felt yeah. The end quality was what mattered Exactly
1: Because yeah. I feel like if you I apply I apply this to like I'm not trying to be like The motivational speaker but No, no, no I love I it I feel like um, if, if you want it bad enough You'll make it happen By any means possible
0: 100% um, Yeah
1: And I feel like You know With Private Stock And you know With your situation um What what drives me is people who see see the end goal before you even start. So it's like, you know, regardless, we didn't even have the equipment. But it's right. like LA's like, I wanna make an EP with people I'd meet and stuff. Say no more, you know what I'm saying? It's like, let's just get to it. And that 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 the the ingenuity and everything that just like correlates with everyone around me is like, you know, it's just it creates this bond, you know what I'm saying? And um I don't know where I'm going with this, but no, no, no,
0: no. But I a hundred percent, I see where you're at with this, and I and I agree completely, man. And I think it is true. It's like you're right. If you want it bad enough, mm-hmm. then you make that decision. We're going to do this, and then the next question is, how do we do it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Not
0: like, oh, I guess we can't do this. So, yeah. uh, so talk about chins of Fly. Bring us into bring us into chins of Fly. What it, I mean, you've talked about it a little bit in the in the mm. discussion already, but bring us into like what this group is, what your role
1: is, how it came together. Shed some light on that. Chin's a fly. Originally, uh, so like I said, I went to high school in a town called Brooklyn. Um My neighbor, who was one of my friends, was older brother was a man named Stephen Pugh, who um, happened to produce. This is when I was like really recording at home and like really starting to get into rap. And he was like, Hey, man, I make beats. Uh, check out my MySpace. And he was like. Um, in my history class or something, and he bought Graduation. And I was like, bro, you the first person to have Graduation. What the what the hell is going on? <laughs> and he's like, it. and I was like, that's how we got into it. So fast forward, you know, he's he's had my back through everything. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, we were making music. We were in a group called Us Versus Them, and mm-hmm. this is still Guitar Hero Mike, Fruity Loop, whatever. Sure. Back in the day, it was Five or something like that. <laughs> and then, you know, but we had the same drive. We had the same taste in music. We had the same... Ideas for, like, visuals and fashion and everything. And then, you know, comes along Rob Rob Lyrical, mm-hmm. um, who also went to Bolingbroke High School till his sophomore year. Then he went, he transferred to Naperville. Um, and he also had the same, you know, he had little CD covers of, like, Common, um, what was it, Kanye... Uh, Lupe, The Roots, everything Lined along his bedroom wall and stuff And we're like, right. man, this man, this man likes the same music We like, he wants to make beats Steve was teaching him, you know what I'm saying so, Sorry, no, uh, you good
0: Close the door, please Thanks, guys, sorry <laughs> We got the whole team here and they're bringing people in And PJ's here, which is awesome, so
1: I did not mean to interrupt yeah. oh, you at no, all good, but you good. I wanted yeah. to make
0: sure the door closed So, please continue, so, so you're in the room yeah. The posters
1: are there so it, it stems to that that same interest and the same goals and the same motives and the same drive, so we all met in high school i I'm, I'm like fourteen, he's fourteen, Steve is eighteen at the time. Mm-hmm. and then you know we're working together for throughout high school. We put out a mixtape. we were selling t-shirts and doing shows at coffee shops and stuff um, and then we meet Joseph Rico, um, mm-hmm. who had a studio in his basement um and then that's where he he, he knew pro tools and then we started really really recording and we're starting to really hone a sound and come into ourselves as artists um and then really start to understand the music industry a little bit better and try to see where we wanted to go and what to do and try to get into the scene and then eventually you know there was another member at the time who was like let's get clothing sponsors karma loop is a thing let's just it, yeah. um let's just message them and see if they want to sponsor us so eventually we started getting clothing sponsors and stuff so it's like these are these are people, you know, that I consider more than like music group uh members with me, but these are my brothers, you know what I'm right. saying? I, I talk to them every day, you know, we send stupid memes to each other, stuff <laughs> like that. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's like, the mark of true yeah, friendship. That's the mark of true friendship. Right. But like these are my brothers, <laughs> and the crazy thing is the chemistry is so real and we're still pushing at the same time. But now the difference is 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 like accolades, you know what I'm saying? So now mm. it's like we're really our number one thing is we speak things into existence, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um,
0: that seems to be a common thread throughout your entire story here, though. Yeah, Is that exactly. you've decided, to, like, I'm doing this, mm-hmm. and you make it happen.
1: Yeah, and that's why, man, I'm not going to lie, like, I'm super proud to be part of Chins of Fly. Because yeah. like, I don't know if you have done your research, but it's like, uh, you know, it's like the, to be in a group with these individuals is some stuff that, like, really pushes me every day and makes me feel like, damn, I got to do more. It's cool. like, you know, there's there's platinum... Uh, three-time platinum records we've produced and stuff like mm. that, and uh, platinum albums we've been on. It's like stuff like that. As a rapper, is like okay. Now we got. Now we got to play the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it raises
0: a hundred percent. I know where you're coming from. It raises your game yeah. when you see that other people. Um, I do a lot of panel events With this podcast And up until recently My partner in doing those uh, Michael Wing He's from the group Autograph They're a mm-hmm. DJ group From Chicago Oh
1: yeah Winnie Wu was telling me About them last yeah. night
0: Yeah 100% And they mm-hmm. played like Coachella last year They played yeah. EDC last year And then he would fly home To Chicago And we would like Produce events together And stuff And like I was, He was always somebody You know Anyone I work with I want to always up my game mm-hmm. But when I have like a collaborator Who is like Flying home from Coachella To work with me I'm just like Holy shit man I, got, I better like Make sure I am Bringing my a. Yeah, And at 100% It makes you want to Up your game When you see that Everyone else around you Is
1: bringing 120 billion Yeah, That's what says Like it comes back to The idea of attitude With gratitude Because mm-hmm. like I said How did it happen That I went to this High school right. With all these artists Who will lead me To private stock who is like? It's the same assimilation where it's like I don't. I, it feels easy. It? It's like it feels like there's no, nothing's forced to nothing, and it's just like, the longevity's there. Is it's it's like you know when I look at you know, what's going on in my life with music it's just like, uh, I feel just lucky to be able to come across these individuals and be a part of something um, that I feel like could like shift culture, maybe create something timeless. With well, music. I mean. I- I get the
0: thing of feeling lucky But mm-hmm. I think if there's one thing You've made very clear It's not luck It's that you have put in the work Every oh, step yeah, of the yeah definitely Definitely You know you Definitely none of this was handed to you mm-hmm. You went and made the Nobody who's starting their journey At 11 years old Recording on <laughs> yeah. their own Is when somebody you put it like that it, Right yeah, exactly, It's yeah. not like you had an uncle That was just like Hey I'm gonna get you signed To Warner Brothers Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you were not coming From that space
1: Yeah I know But I just think it's just weird Not the the accomplishments, but just the the fact that I happen to meet these people, you know what I'm saying? 100%. Just like just like oh, because I, I think with, Rob met John, just like he was wearing a T-shirt or something. He's like, nice shirt, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like stuff like that. It's so like, that's okay, how does small. that yeah, how does that happen? Yeah. So you know, it's just those certain things that like make me think of the bigger picture and really appreciate you know what I'm able to do and the opportunities I have. So
0: no, I think it's incredible, man, and so. You had a great year last year. The record finally came out. Again, it's called Tulpa. So uh, what else is on deck for you in 2018 for you, for Chinza Fly, for Private
1: Stock, any of this? Like, what's, a, what's ahead of you this year? Man, I agree with Applebee. I'm a very bubbled person, I try not to give away too much. But I sure. will say this. I, I have, uh, okay, so I'm doing a lot of shows just because outside of making music, I love performing music. Like, it's just so fun. Like, my shows, honestly are 90% music and then 10% stand-up just because I love seeing people's reactions (laughs) to certain situations and things like that. That's awesome. Um, But... Um, I'm just gonna be doing a lot of shows. February 10th, uh, it, it is sold out. But uh, I'm doing my first film so far. Sounds. I've been doing a lot of so far sound shows. Right on. Um, I, I'm also trying to work with a lot of the Asian Americans in Chicago. I'm part of an activist group called Anak Bayan, which is a Filipino group mm-hmm. that um, stresses the struggles of people back home in the Philippines, and then you know people of color in Chicago as well. Um, so I'm gonna be doing a. I think it's a. A brunch or a lunch. I can't, that's 12 from 3 to 3, so I'm gonna say lunch. Yeah. And it's at a, ah, it's such a hard word to pronounce. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but I'm doing uh, essentially a, a mid show during the meal for self love. Uh, so I'm that's just trying awesome. to perform as much as I can. Obviously, same thing. I wanna make as much content right now. I'm trying to work on um, as much music as I can and, uh, you know, be able to give a product like we were talking about. Um, to be able to become an artist who can give you something so cohesive where we could listen and talk about it five, ten years later from now. So that's really the goal right now is to create timeless music, but perform the music I have right now as much as possible. hundred so,
0: percent, man. Yeah. I love it. I think the project is gorgeous. And it's really, like I said, it's incredibly well produced. It's very cohesive. And it's, it's a really strong effort you can tell that this was not made just kind of like over a weekend thank we're not you, that kid doing that. the homework like the book report on the way to school on the bus. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. clear that there's real work that went into that body work and i'm really looking forward to hearing what happens next with you man thank you man i appreciate that uh same invitation i always mean it like the mic is hot for you and the mic is on so like when you have something new you want to come on talk about share with us like i would love to have you back this was a blast i'm really glad we got to start the conversation man
1: yeah no i'm really glad to be here this has been really a fun interview i can't lie it's one of the most most fun interviews i've had
0: i love it man thank you so much and also like just just throwing this out there <clears throat> you and applebee before the mics were on, you guys had about 15 <laughs> minutes where you're just like free-forming about the grammys talking about hip hop talking about kendrick and i didn't want to interrupt i didn't even want to like, start the broadcast until you guys were like at a good stopping point but i was like <laughs> I, could, I would listen to that podcast. Yeah. So
1: just, just throwing ideas out hey, into yeah, existence, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometime. The thing is, <laughs> with those conversations, that's when you know someone's like, okay, he loves music as much as I do. Oh, 100%. It
0: was very it was clear. one of
1: those things, yeah.
0: I love it. Um, Joe Fred. Thank you. Awesome things happening, man. Thank you for coming up here.
1: No, thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.